Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On this episode of the OFNT podcast, I lay off politics a bit and bring you my WWDC impressions. I had a tech-filled Father's Day, and I'll tell you what I got. I cover the now-daily blackface scandals amongst woke Hollyweird and find that podcasting news is quiet. I wrap up with a noisy rant. Or is it a rant about noise? Can a podcaster get some music up in here? Hello! And welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart, New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well. And you're having a great week. All right. First up, some politics. Well, actually, I'm laying off avoidable politics for now. I've launched a new podcast. It's called New Normal Opinions, and the first episode launched yesterday. That will be the place I vent most of my political rants at. I uploaded a trailer of the podcast on this feed. Give it a listen. Please, I'd appreciate it. Tech news. Well, before addressing the elephant in the room... Apple's WWDC announcements, I have a few tidbits of tech which happened this week. From this week in tech, Zoom has lost the trust of its corporate high-power users. The popular video conferencing app released yet another confusing statement about its so-called end-to-end encryption. The app does have end-to-end encryption for all tiers, but the company still retains the keys to unlock it. The company will also comply with, and I quote, law enforcement agencies to prevent child abuse and trafficking, end quote. Substitute Ministry of State Security for law enforcement agencies, and you'll get why high-powered corporations have started to steer clear of this app. Last week, I told you I had emailed the Signal organization, makers of the popular encrypted messaging app Signal. I asked them if they had plans on a video conferencing app of their own. Though I didn't expect a reply, I did in fact receive one. No, the company did not confirm that they are working on such an app, but they didn't deny it either. I was told that new things were coming and I would just have to wait and see. Well, this gives me some hope. Next, Microsoft has announced that they will be closing most of the company's retail stores in the U.S., Who didn't see this coming? The few stores I've seen were all but empty. Now compare this to Apple stores, which are never empty, at least when I'm there. Microsoft also announced by a tweet that their competitor to Twitch, the gamer-centric streaming service Mixer, is merging with Facebook Gaming. 
If you read between the lines, you'll see that Facebook has bought Mixer, and gamers already think that Facebook gaming stinks, so there's that. And now, Apple held its first virtual worldwide developers conference, WWDC, keynote on Monday. No new hardware was announced to the chagrin of analysts worldwide. So strap in. The following are my impressions of the announcement. iOS 14. The App Library. This feature will automatically organize your apps into folders and make it easier to find them. It's a cool feature, but hardly revolutionary. Compared to some people, I don't really have that many apps, and the ones I do are already organized by me into folders. This will help people with a lot of apps and sloppy organization skills, I guess. Widgets. Apple finally will let you have widgets of different sizes on your home screen. I like this feature, and certain widgets will appear at certain times when the operating system thinks you need them. This kind of reminds me of the Fushia project from Google. Picture-in-picture. Picture. Not at all useful for me, but I guess some people will use it. Siri. It has a new flashier UI. The smart assistant can now translate conversations using the new system app Translate. We'll just have to see how it performs in real life. But anyway, bye-bye third-party translate apps. Messages. Of course, new Memojis. And now within groups, you can respond in line instead of responding to the whole group. You can pin individual conversations to the home screen, similar to Facebook Messenger chat heads. I really have no use for this, but I'm sure younger people do. I know my kids probably do. Next is Maps. Richer details and had a little makeover looks very Google Maps-like. CarPlay. CarPlay gains the ability to customize wallpapers. whoop de doo And now you can unlock your car and have all the functions of your car keys with your iPhone. You can even share keys. Now, this isn't still this this still isn't secure enough for prime time, if you ask me. I'll never use this. At least not now. The App Store. If you need an app in the moment but don't have it installed on your device, you can still use the app without installing it. It works something like a progressive web app. It's a handy feature. iPad OS. Visual and functional enhancements make it more Mac OS-like. Still not a full laptop replacement, but uh, it's inching forward. The Apple Pencil receives some enhancements, which is great if you are a graphics artist or designer. AirPods. Well, this is pretty, pretty big, if you ask me. The AirPods finally gains automatic pairing when you switch devices. This is a great feature and will save a lot of frustrations for all users. As of now, you have to go manually into settings for each device you use. The AirPods Pro will gain spatial and surround sound, which is really cool for such a small form factor. I look forward to this. But I have to ask, what about my Power Beats Pros? I'd like to have the automatic pairing on those also. Watch OS. They finally get to have some limited third-party uh, watch faces. New complications and the ability to share faces is also included. Dance and Core are added to the renamed Workout app. Well, how about kettlebells? I'm waiting for that.
And finally, sleep tracking comes to the Apple Watch. Very useful, but they need to bump up the battery life of the watch. Maybe the new model will feature awesome battery life. Time will tell. Privacy on your phone got some enhancements, and the sign-in with Apple service is great, but good luck finding a website that uses it. Maybe in the future. All in all, Apple is your best bet for protection of your privacy if you care about that these days. I took a break during the HomeKit announcement because at this time I have no interest in automating my home. I could still turn on lights by myself. Apple TV didn't really have anything new, but the Apple TV Plus streaming service is getting a new sci-fi series that looks pretty good. I don't think they said when it was coming out. Mac OS or MacOS. Say goodbye to OS 10 and welcome to OS 11. The new version will be called Big Sur and the operating system has gotten a complete redesign. A lot of the uh, pros don't care for it, but I think it looks gorgeous. The UI is more rounded and looks more like iOS. A new feature added is a control center a la iOS and widgets. Messages has finally been updated to bring it more in line with the iOS version. This is great because presently, when I'm using my Macs, I'll get a message notification but still use my phone to message back. It's much easier to use the phone. Hopefully this will correct that problem. There were no FaceTime updates, which I find disappointing. I had really hoped that Apple would enter the video conferencing fray and give us an alternative to that security mess of an app, Zoom. Maybe next time. The surprise announcement was that all, not just some models of Macs, will transition to the, what they're calling now, Apple Silicon, the company's ARM-based chips. And that's all going to happen within two years. I saw this coming, but thought it would just be for lower-end laptops. The first Mac featuring the new chips will be released at the end of the year. And for Apple, that means December 31st, about 11 p.m. The new silicon chips will not debut in the Air model as most expected, but in the MacBook Pro model, which was a surprise. Legacy Intel-based x86 apps will be compiled upon install and emulated by an app called Rosetta 2. The demo was pretty impressive, I must say. I have a few third-party apps, so this is great. All system apps and quite a few popular third-party apps like Microsoft Office and the Adobe Suite apps are already coded for the new chips, and they ran great. In fact, all computer demos shown were run on the new Silicon. Impressive to say the least. Also, any iOS app can now run on macOS. Microsoft attempted this years ago with its universal app program, but the coding was hard and the results were not good. These new chips will allow Apple to release models more quickly and have new, probably fanless designs with awesome battery life. Even the lowest of Mac computers will have the power of the higher-end models. I believe this is the beginning of the end for the Wintel monopoly that the industry has had since near the beginning of the computer age. Old farts like me remember when that wasn't true, but it didn't last very long. 
I wouldn't want to be an Intel stockholder right now. Tech I'm using. Last Sunday was Father's Day, and it turned out to be a mini tech bonanza for me. I received an iPhone stand, a portable wireless Apple Watch charger, foam ear tips for my AirPod Pros, a case cover for the AirPods, and a USB hub for my Macs. The crown jewel was a Zoom H4n Pro multi-track recorder. I thought it would be complicated to use, but as it turns out, this old brain still has enough spark left in it to figure things out. It could be a little bit more intuitive to use, though. As I get some use from it, I'll do a review. The iPhone stand is one of those things you would think you wouldn't need, but once you have it, you wonder how you live without it. No more lying flat on services for my iPhone. The company that sells it is called Lamicall, and it's their S1 model. It's constructed from metal and solid. It holds my 11 Pro Max with no problems whatsoever. It comes in a multitude of colors, I chose black, and the price is very reasonable. The watch charger is sold by Chotec and will go with me when I'm out and about. I'm sure it will come in handy when I try out using the new sleep tracking feature on my watch. The product is MFI certified by Apple, which is a bonus. I'm one of those people who have weird ears and can never get AirPods, whether regular or pro models, to fit. Even the in-ear style tips of the pros don't allow me to get a good seal in one ear. I think it's my right one. The phone tips from Charging Pro finally solved this problem for me and has made my experience with the AirPods Pro much, much better. They are kind of expensive for what you get, but well worth it if you're like me. Old fart, weird ears. The case cover for the AirPods is by Spigen and is rugged enough to keep the case scratch-free and it looks nice. The USB hub is from Riku and is crafted from aluminum and sort of matches the color of my MacBooks. It features three USB 3 ports, two sizes of SD card readers, and a USB-C port for charging. It also features a cool blue LED light to let you know when it's charging your computer. I wish it did away with one of the USB 3 ports and included another USB-C port instead, but other than that, it's a solid piece of tech. I do have another hub that sits in my Go bag, but it doesn't feature as many ports and connects via a cable to my computer and not flush like this one. Entertainment News it's been Black face Rama this week in Hollywood, with notable social warriors Jimmy Kimmel and Tina Fey being the main ones called out this time. They joined Howard Stern and Jimmy Fallon, who have recently been called out also. While Stern seems to have owned it, the others gave pandering apologies, with Fallon actually giving two pandering apologies. Kimmel's apology basically blamed all of the white people in existence for his transgressions. A photo has just emerged of everyone's favorite virtual signaling SJW Hollyweird actress Alyssa Milano wearing blackface. 
We'll see where that goes. Isn't it ironic that all of these people getting caught doing this are so far all woke celebrities? Yet these same people are lecturing us peasants on how to think. The rest of the entertainment news feed this week was dominated by white actors giving up their gigs for diversity's sakes, which gave the studio a reason to hire a lesser-known actor at half the rate of what they were paying the one that gave up the gig. Well, at least there were no public service announcements this week. Podcast news. Not much to report this week as the industry is still recovering from the pandemic. I wish my pre-COVID listenership would return. Anyway, according to allaccess.com, the company Scripps has put its podcast network, app, and sales company Stitcher up for sale. This appears to be caused by the slowdown in ad revenue caused by the pandemic, which has put the company under financial pressure due to its recent purchase of television stations. Let's see who sweeps in to buy it. Maybe Spotify? Probably. Cadence 13 has announced that it is going to produce movie-length scripted fictional podcasts, reports allaccess.com. This is an intriguing idea to me anyway, and will be great to listen to something like this uh, during long road trips. Continuing with news from allaccess.com, Wondery released its own podcast app this week. It is a free download and offers both free and Wondery Plus subscription apps. I'll check this app out and let you know what it's like. That was about it besides yet more celebrity podcast hosts coming on board. This puts more pressure on independent podcasters. The only thing we can do is to step it up if we want to compete at at any level with these big guns. I've already taken many steps to improve my podcasting, but until I retire from my current employment and set up a dedicated space for recording this show, I am condemned to wallow in obscurity. I am looking into audio engineering courses to take uh, until that time. Let's wrap this up with a rant. Summertime and the living is easy. These are lyrics to an old classic song. Well, living might be easy, but the noise where I live is getting to be almost unbearable. First, we have the native birds who start chirping as soon as the first light of the sun shows up in the sky, and they continue until the last rays depart. But wait... Thanks to modern technology, birds who happen to set up shop near ultra-bright street lamps chirp all night. Now alone, this wouldn't be bad, but mixed in with the bird song, we have competing cookouts complete with booming music, which forces the attendees of these events to yell at high decibels to each other. Sprinkle in some alcohol and you have yourself rock concert sound levels. Of course, there are all kinds of motorcycles parading up and down my block. From the rice-grinding, high-pitched exhaust types, all the way up to huge Harleys with illegally modified exhaust pipes which rattle your windows as they go by. 
Loud pipes save lives indeed. Wannabe Paul Walkers try to live a scene from the Fast and Furious buzzing up and down the street, driving their annoying-sounding boy racer cars while listening to rap music turned up to embarrassingly distorted levels because they want to prove they are gangsters and just know you will enjoy their taste of music. Then there's the assorted dune buggies, go-karts, and recreational vehicles that aren't even street legal. These guys usually come out when it's dark to avoid being caught by the police. All this almost makes me wish the strict shelter-in-place rules were still in effect. Well, there's the music, so episode 35 is now a matter of fact. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it, and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at ofntpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tell me how much I suck and suggest how I can improve this excuse of a show. I'd love to hear from you. Again, give a listen to New Normal Opinions and let me know what you think. Be safe. I'll see you next week. Oh, and remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, beat the heat and your feet and get off my lawn. See you guys next week. I'm out. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.